Hey, Tom, you're our sales pro. Tell us about your podcast. Do you have many boomers that are that are rebels? Believe it or not, one of my one of my first clients was a boomer. Bert, I want you to turn me into a rebel today. I'm a Philly girl. I listen to Rocky, and I'm going up those stairs, man, and I could do anything. And I came back from corporate, and I sat at the desk, and I actually had to do sales, and I was mortified. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for OK Bloomer, Teach Me Sales. I'm Kelly Bloomer. And I'm Tom Bloomer. OK, Tom, you're our sales pro. In 30 words or less, can you tell us about this podcast? I'm going to try. You know, us salespeople like to talk, Kelly. You sure do. All right, 30 words or less. Can you do it? Well, if you're a sales pro and you're looking to grow in your sales career, if you like good, lively sales discussion, I think this is going to be a show for you. I've walked your walk for over 30 years in sales. I've knocked on the doors and overcome the same obstacles I think you may be facing as a seller, a sales manager, and as a VP of sales. I currently help assess, build, and train high-performing media sales teams. Welcome. Yeah, you really went over 30 words. Okay, Tom, who's teaching us sales today? Well, Kel, you know, can I ask you a question before we get into that? Sure. What? You, you were putting a lot of uh, packages together. You know, we just got the book that came out and you're responsible for sales development. So you're sending out the books and we got those cool little tumblers right. and then the letters. Have, have they all gone out? Yes, they have. I've done my job. All right. Now, did you enjoy doing that? In the beginning, it wasn't bad. Towards the end, fighting with the tape was not fun. So, so you had to, I mean, you packaged them. I did. You taped them. I did. Did you put two things of tape on? I don't want them coming, coming undone during We made shipping. sure it was secure. Uh, and then where, where did, how did we ship them? I had to go to the post office. Oh, was that, was there a line? Some days, yes. We've done it more than once. The last time it was a long line. Did you have to wear a mask? I did. Did you? I didn't did. have to, but I felt like I wanted to, so I did. Yeah, because it's kind of tight. I've been in post offices. They're usually, yeah. is this to have a big lobby, small lobby? It's a good size. It's bigger than the one that we had in Marlton. And one of them went to Canada, right? Did that? Yeah, it did. Did that? How much did that cost? I don't know, but it did throw everybody for a loop. We weren't expecting that when that one popped up. But they're, they're pretty cool tumblers, right? Yes, they are. So I, I think people are going to be excited. I know some of the people that we'd also sent them to earlier right. really, really liked the tumblers, so that was good. What would it be like if if you could just press a button and they went? Oh, and that you didn't would be have wonderful. Do, you would love that, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, so if you're sitting down and you're working on a sales prospect, you're like, this is somebody I want to engage with. And, and what if you could pick from a whole selection of gift ideas, something to really customize to that person? That would be really nice to personalize some things. Well, that be, I mean, we sent everybody the same tumbler. Right. Which I thought was cool. Right. Now I kind of feel like we didn't really work hard. Why did you see personal stuff? Well, our, our guest today, um, Chris, and we're going to talk about him in a minute. He, he has a really cool company. He built a company so that all you have to do is hit that button and you can send that personalized gift. That is really nice. Should, should we talk to him now? I think we should. 
Let's go. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm really excited. It's We're early on in season three. And uh, Chris, I'm calling this the gift episode. Uh, this is a gift I want our listeners to enjoy. And I'm really hoping that they are going to want to share this gift with someone in their organization or, or a business owner they know. Uh, we are here today with the co-founder and CEO of Sendozo. Yep. I, I'm trying, Chris. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. And we are with Chris Rudigrat. Uh Chris, you got a great story. And to me, I want to start with it because I think it can be very inspiring for a lot of people that are listening, that are in sales and trying to decide, okay, where am I going in this sales career? Uh, not that long ago, you were an AE. Yep. And now you're CEO of a company that's growing, a very exciting company. I think when uh, we spoke briefly once, over 400 employees you have now. Yeah, exactly. In just a few short years. So it's been fast growth. Yeah, it's a fan fantastic story. Uh, let's take a few minutes. Just uh, share with us uh, exactly how that came to be. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Tom. So I started Sendoso about four and a half years ago. And as you alluded to, I spent about 10 years in software sales prior to that. And while I was in sales at a previous company, I found myself trying to be more creative, breaking through kind of the this the spammy noise that sometimes people get uh, with you know millions of emails in their inbox and so what i was doing is i'd be writing handwritten notes i'd go find swag in our, our marketing swag closet and, and box that up with a note and ship it out or i'd you know be on a call and someone mentions they golf and i'd go to amazon and get some golf balls so really trying to find these you know unique ways to you know engage with 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 prospects yeah i just want to interrupt for one second because our, our listeners don't know yet where we're headed with what your company does but yes. but since i do i i've worked with a lot of aes a lot of people new to sales they most of them don't day one realize that if they meet a prospect and they're a golfer keep that in mind as they go through so is this something that uh did you learn this somewhere what how did you realize how that swag could be important and uh, in building your relationships? Yes. So, I mean, I think it was just really uh, more about being creative. And I think that, you know, I, as a, as a salesperson um, or just as a human being, always thought creativity is, is, is a strategy to help me break into more accounts and help me build better rapport. And I think that just came from you know, some of my time in, you know, business marketing as my major in, in, uh, in college. And also, um, you know, I, I worked in marketing for about a year prior to jumping into sales. So I think creativity was something that was always in my blood. Um, and, and that being said, you know, I, I saw that how do I stand out from other competitors or other reps at competitors? And so I thought about using gifting as a strategy for that too, versus, you know, uh, they're not just buying the product, but they're, buying into me as the salesperson and me as the, the sales process. You know, I think a good sales process versus another poor sales process um, can differentiate yourself in terms of, you know, maybe the solution that that end buyer wants to buy. And so that's some of my inspiration uh, for doing, uh, you know, gifting and being creative in my outreach back when I was an AE. Um, and then it worked so well that I was, you know, one day kind of have this epiphany of, you know, I'm doing, you know, packing these boxes. It's eight o'clock at night. I'm writing handwritten notes. You know, like, why isn't there like a button in Salesforce that I could just click and someone else will do this for me? And, you know, I'd always find myself as a, as a delegator or as like an outsourcer. I, uh, through my time as an AE, I'd always go on uh, Upwork and, and, and I'd find people to help me with, 
you know, lead enrichment, or I had a, a couple of people in India that while I slept, they would go and find lead lists and, and enrich them for me. So I was, I've always been a fan of trying to kind of work smarter, not harder. And it sounds like you were willing to invest a little bit in, in what you wanted to achieve, right? Because exactly. I'm guessing you're, you're paying on your own dime for some of those things you're doing there. Exactly. Yeah. And so the epiphany of having a, you know, a button that I can click in Salesforce that says send gift was kind of uh, the epiphany of like, well, I don't want to pack boxes anymore and I don't want to track the tracking links and I want to make this easier for me. So, um, you know, how can someone else do this for me? And I did some research and really there wasn't anything out there yet that kind of uh, exactly outlined, you know, the, the need that I had. And so I asked a bunch of friends, I did some research and I really saw that this was an open opportunity. And I, uh, my, the, my first instinct was, okay, well, I'm not gonna quit my job today. I make good money, I, you know, uh, so what, what can I do on the weekends and evenings that can help kind of move the idea from an idea to a reality? So actually version one of Sendoso was actually called coffeesender.com. And it was a Salesforce app to send Starbucks e-gift cards. And so I thought, hey, if I can build this, um, build a little app, then I can see if there's others that are willing to use this as part of their, their kind of outbound or prospect strategy. And so I built that in the course of a couple months through finding an engineer uh, through Upwork. Um, that took off, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue in like in the months to come from that. And so I thought, hey, this works. People want to do other things besides, you know, people want to do, use gifting as part of their sales strategy. And um, we can was, only drink so much coffee, right? Yeah, so you need exactly. a little bit of something else. So that's where I was like, hey, this is kind of a good version, you know, one, you could say. But we really need to be able to send everything. We need logistics, warehousing. Um, and, and much more. And so that's where I decided to quit my job as an AE and then spent about nine months really working on the product to, to get to where we wanted to launch. Now, what, were there sleepless nights? So, you know, you, here you are, you're, you're on the verge of something that looks really good. Mm -hmm. And now you're saying, this is it. This is what I'm going to do every day. Um, how, how difficult a process was it to make that, that decision to do that leap of faith? Um, I think, you know, the, I, I, uh, the, the leap of faith for me wasn't terribly difficult. I, I felt like I was a, I, I was a top performing sales rep, you know, since I could remember. And so my fallback plan was, I'll just go get another sales job. Like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, there's infinite people hiring uh, good salespeople in San Francisco where I where I was located. Um, and so there was really no, you know, maybe I'd lose out on a, you know, a, a couple quarters or a year of, uh, you know, uh, top paying, you know, salary. But it was, you know, the the possibility of being a founder and CEO and having, you know, a thousand x the potential uh, windfall than just being an AE gave me the inspiration. My wife was also supportive of it, so that was helpful, and so that was enough to to take the leap of faith and say, hey, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. Very, very good. You know, when I'm hearing how you got started as an AE, so before it's even a company at this point, you're already seeing the value. Um, one of the things I'm thinking as I'm listening to you is that extra degree of caring. Mm -hmm. you know, and I saw that with so many salespeople. It, it seemed like you you just kind of had that, I guess, in your makeup that you cared about your prospects. You you paid attention to, to what they liked, what their interests were, to find out you know, how you can kind of uh, relate with them and, and give them something or say something to them that's, that's going to spark some interest. Um, you now have, I think if I recall, 40 or 50 salespeople working in your organization, correct? 
even more than that. Uh, so we have uh, across our uh, SDRs, AEs, account managers, uh, probably close to 100 now. Okay. So that has got to be a key skill or, or belief, right? That, that somebody who's really caring, compassionate, cares about their customers. Um, have you found a way to duplicate that in your sellers? Do you, do you look for people who just seem very caring individuals or is that something that you're training with them uh, once they come on board? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I think that we, uh, during the interview process, we really want to understand people's empathy, their creativity. So there's certain things that we can do to really seek that out. I think that for a lot of the sellers um, at Sendoso, because of the product we sell, they have had some affinity to doing this before themselves. Since we didn't, we didn't invent gifting. Gifting has been around for you know decades and decades. Um, and so, really, a lot of our AEs are like, "Hey, I did this manually at my last company and it worked so well." Or, "Hey, I used Sendoso at my last company and it was like awesome for breaking into new accounts." Like, I, so a lot of the, um, the reps that work here have some previous experience with either using Sendoso or doing this manually and wishing they had Sendoso. So I think that's helpful too, because it, it really helps um, our salespeople be storytellers when they're on the phone with prospects and sharing their experience and saying, hey, this is how I used it. This is how I wish I would have used it. And I think that goes a long way with prospects where you're telling stories versus trying to sell. So. Okay. Very good. So, so tell me about that button because I, I've worked with a lot of sellers and when they hear Salesforce, they don't always get a smile, right? So that's not necessarily for a lot of sellers, their first thing they're excited about going to their CRM. Um, is there truly now a, a button? What is this process? Yeah. So How I have say, you made this so it works? Yeah. So, you know, uh, we integrate with a, a bunch of different tools. So if you like using, you know, outreach or sales loft or groove or, you know, uh, Salesforce or other tools, or even you want to just go to Sendoso.com. So we really try to be where you want to be. Some people try to live in Salesforce because that's where kind of their, their VPs tell them, you know, if it didn't happen, if it's not in Salesforce, it didn't happen kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so we really just try to make it as easy for our, our users as possible. And so Salesforce is one of those easy ways where you go to a, a leader, a contact in Salesforce. And at the top, there's a little button that says Sendoso. You click it, it shows you what the available things that you can send to this person or, or and it gives you how much budget you have left that maybe your manager allocated to you. And then you can click it, to, um, it, it you know, pulls in the information on that account. You can decide whether you want to enter in the address information or have the recipient uh, confirm their own address if they're working from home. Um, you can type out what the message should be like a handwritten note or a printed note, and then you click send. And then boom, we take that um, and fulfill that whether it's you know uh, a myriad of different things around the world, we have uh, our, our facilities or our partners will will ship that out. Um, or if it's a digital gift, like you're sending someone a you know a, a Starbucks gift card, for example, or an Uber Eats gift card, any of those things can can happen instantly. Um, and then you can track to see when it's opened, when it's delivered. You can get notifications, text messages, or even in Salesforce notifications. Now. How important is the personalization part of it? Um, because it sounded like for, for you in the beginning as an AE, that personalization was very important in how you did it. Um, is that still a key? Is it just the gift itself? Uh, talk to me about the personalization part. Yeah, so I'd say there's really three pieces that are super important. One is um, the, the personalization. And I think that, that is really 
um, it, it doesn't just have to be the personalization of the gift. It could also be the personalization of the, the, the handwritten note um, and how you're personally connecting either your product and service that you're offering in a you know a fun, unique way to that, that resonates with that buyer or whether it's the gift itself. So really some, some personal um, you know, touch goes a long way, whether it's the gift or the note or both. Um, I think the, the second component that's equally important is the before and after. So, you know, you, you can't just shoot out, a, you know, a gazillion of these gifts and hope everyone's just going to start booking time on your calendar. There's what's does, the... Does the gift come with a contract? So they, they drink <laughs> yeah. the coffee, they fill out the... Am I done at this point? Yeah, exactly. So, but there's, um, you know, a mix of how do you think about this as a strategy? Is this the second thing you do in your outreach? Is it the fifth? Is it the first? And then what's the email or phone call or social touch that comes before or after it? So really thinking about the sequence of events and how you're creating that, you know, uh, outreach or, or if you're an AE and you're just thinking about, okay, well, I want to make a better buying experience. After someone's on a demo, I'm going to go ahead and send them this, you know, little swag bag or, hey, right before a, a demo in the morning, I'm going to send them an Uber Eats gift card so that they can enjoy lunch while they're going to this demo. Um, so diff different ways that you can kind of craft that buying experience, um, but you want to make sure that it, it's uh, consistent. Um, and then I think the third is really just the, the ability to be thoughtful in your creativity. Um, and that will, um, that's something that I think takes time and something that you can't overlook by just, you know, clicking a gift button, but it's like, how do you, how do you think about creativity as a, as a competitive advantage? And, and I would think that would be so important because, you know, so many things I've seen with sellers, when they spend the time and they get creative, they they walk away saying, hey, this is great. This this worked. This was a, a great tool. And then you're going to have others that don't put the time in and they're going to be like, yeah, this was the biggest waste of money we ever did. You know, nobody responds mm -hmm. to it. So I, I'm guessing you see kind of a little bit of... It's like everything else, what you put into it, you're going to get out of it. But but are there some best practices? So if I'm looking at this for my organization, am I looking at this as, hey, this is a great way to get me to first base with some prospects? Is this a great way to move something along that maybe kind of hit a stall? You know, maybe I've had some discussion mm -hmm. with someone and, you know, it's been kind of sitting now for, for a little while. And, and this is a thoughtful way for them to say, hey, you know what, I got to reach back out to Tom and talk. Um, is this something that's really nice as, as we're closing and starting to work? Uh, where do you see the, the best return on an investment like this? Uh, I'd say all the above and more. So we that's, really that's because that's because this is your company. Come yeah. on, Chris. I <laughs> that was a good sales line yeah. there, but no, I'm just teasing. But really, it's it's good everywhere. Yeah. So the way that I think about it is, it's um, you know, it's just another communication medium. You know, you can send an email, you can send a text message, you can send a social uh, message or you can send you know, a, a gift. And so it's, uh, and you can attach it to another medium. So you can have a, a video that um, also includes a gift. So it's really just another way that you can build rapport with prospects. It can help you, like you said, uh, break into new accounts because it, it, it helps you get that first meeting. It can help you build rapport as an AE and close deals faster. It can you know, awake you know, maybe a, an account that went cold. You know, it's a great way to segment into a customer and, and um, and, and so much more. So I think it's really, you know, because we've made it so easy to click send and, and send stuff and, and operationalize the process of tracking and having teams with budgets and reporting and everything's based on all in one software. It really allows you to think about using this in, in many more use cases than you would have when you had to do it manually, because 
when you're doing things manually, it's like, okay, do I have time to go spend 30 minutes finding a gift, packing a gift, you know, writing a note. And if you do that, you know, you could do it all day just doing that. Um, or, uh, so I think we've really, uh, allowed, uh, sales teams to reinvent their sales process and the buyer's journey because of this. Now with, with what you do, um, the average salesperson or company you're working with, how many different items do you, do they normally have kind of in there to select? So, um, is, is it the average company say, okay, these are the four items we use and, and you personalize the note. Um, how, how specific can someone get? If I, if I am working on a golfer right now, is, mm -hmm. is there a gift you have there that's perfect for a golfer? If I'm working on someone who, uh, you know, um, uh, I know they're at the office 14 hours a day, something different. Um, give me an idea. How, how much is there to pick from? So um, there's infinite. So I'd say the, the different ways that we look at it, there's either one is you can have kind of preset, uh, more like company branded swag. And so those items, you, you typically will have kind of a pre-assortment of things that you want to be able to send out that you've pre-selected and, and really, we're, you know, we're storing them in our warehouses so that you can click a button and send it out. Um, there's also, you know, a myriad of kind of more um, generic um, items that come from, you know, a marketplace of options like sending flowers or cupcakes or candies. Um, so there's all of those different options. There's then, you know, thousands of gift cards internationally. And then there's very personalized things that we can send. So we have a really unique in, uh, integration with Amazon where you can use your Sendoso account to, to send something through Amazon. Amazon sends it to us first. We unbox it, rebox it, put it in the handwritten note and ship it out, all tracked through Salesforce or your other tool. And so the unique thing there is you can go and find some, you know, golf balls and click send. Um, and, you know, from there, the recipient gets a custom like box or a box that has a handwritten note inside with the golf balls. Doesn't even know Amazon was a part of it. So um, it's kind of a unique That's, way to- That is really this. cool. Yeah. yeah. So- so if I know I've, I've got a fan and they're, uh, um, they're a big tennis fan. Yeah. And I've, I, I know there's a tennis book they would love to read. I can go in, put it through, Amazon ships it to you, you box it up and, and they just open up this gift that they're going to, they're going to think maybe I spent hours somewhere finding for them, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you get to be the, the, the hero there providing this really personalized gift. Hey listeners, it's Kelly Bloomer here to tell you the show is brought to you by Bloomer Associates. If you visit our website found in your show notes, you'll find we offer sales training, talent assessment for hiring and team development, and individual coaching for sales pros and managers. We bring over 30 years in media sales and leadership experience. If you enjoy listening to OK Boomer, Teach Me Sales, ask how our team can work with your sales team for virtual meetings, roundtables, and motivational seminars. You can contact us through our website or call today, 919-267-9871. Now back to our show. Now let's let's talk about the, the data because um, I've worked with emails. So, mm -hmm. you know, I have a program when I send out emails to a company, I, I know when they open it. Yep. Um, I know if they clicked on any of the clickable links that I send them. Yep. And Chris, people open the emails I send and they do nothing. Right? <laughs> I'll, I'll put this really great video I'll send them. They don't open the video. I don't yep. hear back from them. So now I'm sitting there saying, okay, 
how do I follow up? Do I say, hey, you know, I sent you an email, you opened it, you know, what happened? Um, there's so much going on in email. With a program like yours, what are the best practices? If they don't call me right away and say, Tom, hey, we got this uh, tennis book. This was fantastic. Thank you. What What do you recommend? How do you follow up uh, for that silent uh, gifty? Yeah. So I think uh, that goes back to one of the, the, you know, suggestions from before where it's like, how do you think about your follow-up, either your pre or post follow-up from sending these gifts? And so I'd say, Really, that goes back into, you know, do you uh, jump on the phone? Do you send them an email? You reference the thing that you sent them. That can all work really well. And you're just continuing to outreach to that prospect until you can grab their attention. Um, there's other ways, too, to track to see if things uh, were open. Sometimes companies will have, you know, short links or um, what are other ways to track. Uh, but in, in essence, like you said, you could see someone clicked a link and did nothing. And so ultimately, I think as a salesperson, you have to be persistent and craft a nice uh, follow-up message um, and reach out to that person. And the nice thing is, is you have something to reference. When you send, when you're sending an email and you're like, "Hey, did you get my last email?" It's kind of not as effective as saying, "Hey, do you like the tennis book I sent you?" It's a little bit, bit more of a, a, a human way to to respond to that, um, and, and it's a little bit uh, more likely to get a response than. Hey, I sent you an email. Did you get my email? Like that, um, you know, that's kind of played out. People don't really, uh, you know, take that and be like, oh yeah, I got it. I'm sorry. You know, it's uh, so um, I think it's just referencing what you've sent and again, being personal with that too. Okay. And it sounds like a great way to, to stand out from the crowd. You're not just one of those other companies, which you and I probably get every day somebody's emailing us, you know, about something yep. um, to go through. So exactly. now the, the gifts are, are some of them branded? So, you know, company XYZ, do they supply you with branded gifts that they want sent? Or is this type of program best sending something that's, that's not branded to the company? I think it's both. You know, you want to use your brand when you can. In some cases, super top of funnel for, you know, SDRs, for example, um, you know, your branded swag might not be as uh, valuable to them yet, especially if you're a new startup company. So they uh, they might not be like super excited about your brand yet. Um, it could be depending on what the item is though. If, you know, a lot of people love like Yeti mugs. You Any logo on a Yeti mug will make someone happy. And so things like that, you could, um, you know, put, put extra effort there. I think branding um, and branded items come in really um, when you when you think about trying to build affinity with that prospect. And so during, once they've seen a demo and they've connected to the AE or further down kind of middle of funnel, we will we'll, we'll tend to see, um, you know, more usages of swag at that point. Very good. Um, now, I, I got to ask you, so I, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to I'm going to ask you a personal favor here. Of course. All right. Um, I'm going to be speaking at a conference in September and I have the opportunity to uh, include something in the swag bag that the attendees get. Yeah. Is there something right now? Because I'm not going to know the, the several hundred attendees coming. I'm not going to know mm -hmm. anything personally yet. Is there something right now that is just a real hot item that people just love to receive? Um, so I'd say one of the things that we always see success with is socks. So if you can have socks. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, that's something that is kind of, easy to, uh, you know, uh, to brand. It's something that you can get creative with it. You, it, it's easy to take with you. Um, and something that, you know, 
everyone wears socks at some point. Um, so we've seen that that is a great branded item that you can, uh, that people love. So. Interesting. All right. Yeah. All right, I'll have to message you later to get an idea of, of what they cost. So Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that'll be good. Uh, maybe I'll put a picture of my two dogs on the sock. They're not going to want me on the sock, but maybe yeah. my two dogs would look good on the hey, sock. Hey, that, that works. I mean, that's even more fun. People that uh, have some dogs themselves would love it. So. Yeah. It's, I, I, you know what? They'll definitely be talking because I, exactly. I'm, it's memorable, I'm not sure right? how many other people are going to give them a nice pair of socks. So Exactly. And that's, and that's the goal. Um, so... You know, you were you've been talking about creativity. To mm -hmm. me, this this program is is all about creativity. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. With the companies you're working with, do you normally find that it's those, you know, um, better producing, more creative reps that take the time and really get into it? Do you find that if Company A is doing this with you, you have a hundred percent participation from everybody on board? Uh, what do you see in the participation uh, from the different companies that are set up? Yeah, we will definitely find people that um, will, will use us more than others at the organization. I think that especially people who've seen success and then want to just continue to uh, use Sendoso to drive more success. Um, we, we see really high adoption, though. I think it's like, you know, if you're a salesperson and your company is saying, hey, here's gifts that you can use, here's budget and free money, like, and this is another tool that you can use to, to get meetings or to close deals, it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, so we see some people wanting to go above and beyond that and say, Hey, like, give me more budget. Like this is working really well. Um, but ultimately we have really high adoption and, um, you know, especially for uh, sales reps that really get this and, um, are open to new tools. There are some salespeople that are like, yeah, I, I know how to sell. I don't need any, you know, fancy new tool. Um, but for the majority of, of, of salespeople that ha have an opportunity to use Sendoso fall in love with it. Good. Now, if we have somebody listening and, and their company's not doing it, mm -hmm. as I said in the uh, open, I'm hoping they're going to gift this episode to them and, and their leadership's exactly. going to listen. <laughs> but but if they can't, if they just can't get their company to do it, do you have programs where an individual seller can, can be doing this on their own? Is there a way for them to get set up? Yeah, we have something like that in beta. So if someone wants to reach out to me, maybe you can put my email in the show notes. I'm happy to help uh, get them uh, access to that um, opportunity. You know, because I, I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, good sellers, sellers that are doing it, they're very successful, they're, but they, they want to get to that next level. They're they're looking for creative ways. And, you know, sometimes there's a workshop they, they can take. There's a, a program that they can go through. Uh, I'm thinking something like this could pay a big dividend um, right off the bat if, if they use it well. So, um, yeah, 100%. I, I may email you myself on that beta program to see yeah, how that works. That would good. be great. So um, let's let's talk now. So uh, before I go in, I want to talk about some some sales takeaways for for some of the sellers that are listening. Before I get into that, is there anything about your company, the program that we haven't hit on um, that we need to cover and, and make sure our listeners know about? Um, no, I mean, I think this is great. I think the commentary that we've been able to kind of just share back and forth should probably give a lot of inspiration to, to different sellers. So. Excellent. All right. I do want to talk about some some sales things before you go. Um, so the first is when you and I had talked briefly, I think you you kind of work within a team selling approach where mm -hmm. you're at. Um, can you kind of walk us through for a company like yours? How does that team selling environment kind of work out? Yeah. So um, when I think of team selling, one of the things that I think about is what are all the different people that 
are connected to your organization that can help you sell. And so I think that could be the uh, the executive team and how do you work with the CEO? So I do, a, 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 I help my AEs, SDRs quite a bit. I'm on the road, I join calls. I, I uh, So how do you engage your executive team? Uh, also uh, is your the company's advisors and investors too. So we have programs where we actually will leverage our advisors and investors and get help with introductions or help with, you know, uh, exec level, you know, uh, referrals um, and use team selling that way. Um, we, we also will try to use, um, you know, internally employees too that are, are connected and you can use, you know, within LinkedIn, they have like their, uh, I think it's called the, the team link or, uh, you know, you can leverage to see who, who's connected there. Um, and we really train our, our AEs too to figure out how do, how do they, um, best use team selling and, and how do we uh, enable them? So there's different uh, software we'll use on that as well. So um, yeah, team selling is something that I think, um, you know, is underutilized. And in some cases, AEs think, well, my only team is the five AEs that sit with me in this segment. And it's really like, actually, there's infinite people on your kind of quote unquote team. It, it just may be up to you to to, to leverage them, right? You probably exactly. have people that are willing to jump on a call or give you a referral or help, but you, you kind of need to know who to go and ask. And, um, you know, you bring up LinkedIn. I tell people all the time when I'm connecting and talking with them, hey, look at my connections. Mm -hmm. If there's somebody there that you want an introduction or that you feel could be perfect for your company, come back to me and, and I'm happy to do an introduction. And, Chris, I can count on one hand the, the amount of people who ever take me up on that. So, um, you know, I, I think there's so many tools for sellers there. They, they just have to be inspired to use them. I, I agree. And I think that in some cases, you know, people are uh, resistant to change and they've been doing sales for a while. And it's like, why do I need to incorporate this new strategy? But I think sales is is evolving. There's new tools. There's new way. There's new processes. There's there's new strategies and like the best sellers I see are the ones that evolve with the changing times or are open to using technology that makes it so much easier to do all of these different things. So I think that's the key to, to being successful long-term. Absolutely. I love it. And, you know, I do want, I don't want to lose sight of one of the things you talked about, you get involved with your AEs on calls and uh, on our pre-call, you mentioned that I think last year you said you did 95 Zoom calls with with clients that were out there tell me about how you got started with that and and some of the results because to me leadership should be making the time to do that it's such a, a key thing that they should be doing on a regular basis yeah so uh, so this year i did a, a virtual customer roadshow given the, the times and so i uh, virtually had about 95 meetings with our customers um i've done this the last three excuse me, I've done this the last three years. So last year I, I did about a hundred, year before about 50. Um, and so really the, the focus there was one, how do I um, help come into it, these accounts and provide some executive air cover um, in terms of our vision. Um, I talk about our roadmap and certain uh, different features. Um, I, I talk about different use cases and strategies. Um, and then I, I get into the weeds and kind of ask them like, you know, what's on your mind and, and how can I help? And so I think I uh, some of the things I'm able to uncover is you know product feedback that that's really helpful for our product team. Um, I look at uh, I can find use cases and expansion that our account managers love 
Um, I, I often will uncover, you know, maybe new champions at the organization that I can um, bring forth to our customer success team saying, hey, this person is um, um, get involved, is getting involved with this program. Um, and, you know, overall, um, I can provide, in some cases, even, um, you know, new champions or new advisors that we have that then ultimately help in other accounts too. And so um, it's been a great way. Uh, I do it every year and, you know, I'd highly suggest it for other executives listening. Yeah, that, that last part you mentioned, you know, you, you meet somebody, you partner them up with a company that can really help their business. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to be a client with yours for a long time because they're going to be wanting to rub elbows and talk with you. And, you know, I'm thinking back when um, I was managing a number of sales leaders throughout our, our organization and some of them, they, they knew so many of the clients, mm-hmm. you know, their, their sales reps, clients and others they barely knew their name on, on a spreadsheet, Yeah, but we're all busy, right? So I'm thinking back when I was uh, managing a lot of people, I was very busy. If I could have had a button so that after I'm talking on a, on a, back then it wasn't a Zoom call, but I'm talking on the phone or I make a trip out and I'm meeting an important account, uh, maybe they're spending $200,000 a year with us. And I knew I could go home tonight and hit a button and then send a personalized gift Man, if, if they're getting a gift from upper leadership, that, that's got to have an impact, Chris. Exactly. Yeah. And it's again, it's all about, you know, how do you create that experience? And, um, you know, coming from upper management is just another touch point that can drive home, you know, the fact that that person is, a, a, you know, is, is a valued customer or a potential customer. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody talks nowadays about brand and, and mm-hmm. brand awareness and, you know, an AE needs to have a brand. Yes. You know, they, they maybe never realized it back then, but on social media now and what they're doing, their brand, their personal brand should be important. Their company brand needs to be important. To me, the way you want to brand yourself is as a creative and caring salesperson. That's how you build long-term business. And, and you know, to me, this is one of the best tools I've heard of in a company like this, helping people with their brand. So, uh, I'm glad you guys are doing this. And any particular, is there is there one story you want to share or anything like that uh, of a customer right now? Um, I mean, on the brand side, one thing I'll hit on there just before moving on is is really the fact that, like you mentioned, your personal brand is something. How do you become more memorable? And you know, gifts is a great way to do that. Like you mentioned, the the tennis book. Like if you sent out a tennis book to me, how many other tennis books are they probably getting? Probably zero. And so you're remembered as that AE that sent out this tennis book. And, you know, when you, you know, six months later, that person switches companies and you can resell to them again, or, you know, a year later and you want to connect with them for a referral, they're going to remember you. And so I think it's all about um, creating these memorable moments and, um, you know, sending a gift creates something that just like sticks in your brain. And, you know, especially if it's tangible and something you use, or maybe something on your desk, or maybe it's a, you know, a, a Yeti mug that you're drinking out of you're going to kind of have that uh, person or that company on your mind. So every time they look at it, you know, I, I think, you know, David as well, that David yeah, Dulaney, exactly. uh, you know, you know, <laughs> I'll maybe I'll have to put this in a video clip, but uh, that was one of the coolest things I've received with, yeah. uh, you know, a copy of somebody's book. And you know, every time I look at that, I'm like, you know, I got to reach out and find out when David's next conference is or, or what he's doing. So um, these are important, memorable items that that so many salespeople just just aren't taking advantage of right now. 
Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, it's, it is a hard manual process to do without a tool like Sendosa. So that's, you know, that's what I struggled with is I wanted to do more of it. Um, but it was just, okay, I've got a million things I got to do to, to close, to, to be a good salesperson. Do I have time to go pack boxes, go to the post office or, you know, nag marketing to help me or, you know, uh, so I think the key is, is how do you, you know, leverage the, the, the newest software and technology to make you a better seller. And Sendosa is one of those tools that can make a click of a button, you know, save you 45 minutes of effort. So, yeah, no. And it, you know, there, there was just an article in the wall street journal. There, there are so many sales jobs out there. There's so many openings and, and they, they can't find enough good sellers to, to fill them. And, and so many people are afraid to go into sales mm -hmm. because they, they think sales is just going to be a, a difficult, they picture the 1990s used car salesman and they're like, I don't want to do that. Um, what we're talking about today, that's sales in, in 2021. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of good people should be doing. But I think a lot of people come in and they're not really sure how to do it. So, you know, uh, you were a business major, mm -hmm. you spent some time in marketing and then you're a creative AE, it almost was like it was a perfect storm, you yeah. know, bringing this together. And I think more sellers need to realize that something like this is there and they're probably going to get very excited about it. Totally. And, and to be honest, though, I think sales can come from many different backgrounds. You know, I maybe have maybe a more traditional background for sales, given my, you know, university experience. But, you know, we have a lot of amazing salespeople that came from, you know, they were a musician or a bartender or, you know, a service technician or, you know, you name it. And so I think it's, you know, sales is one of those uh, great career paths where, you know, you can um, be very personable, you can be detail oriented, you can be organized, you can, a lot of these skills sets that are kind of second nature to a lot of other jobs, you can bring that with you. Um, you know, you might start as a sales development rep and, and come in and, and kind of start lower on the totem pole, but, you know, you could work your way up pretty quickly as long as you have a good work ethic. And so I, I think sales is one of those great opportunities where you can come in and, and uh, you know, use your skill set of being personable, of being consultative of, and bring that to a, a team and, and really shine and, and have a unique angle on uh, how you sell things. Yeah, absolutely. And if they have that creativity, they can go from AE to CEO. They just yeah, get a really exactly. good idea, well, right? It's definitely a different path than... You know, most AEs think that it's, you know, AE to sales manager, to director, to VP, to CRO. Um, and that might not be the path for everybody. But my experience being in sales led me to being a really strong CEO. And I used my skill, sales skills as, you know, as I looked at um, getting our first customers. I used my sales skills as how I think about recruiting and, you know, have, have hired and, and inspired, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people to join Sendoso. And even when I go out and raise venture capital and funding, you know, that's also my sales skills uh, lend a hand there as I'm, you know, really pitching the company and trying to close a, a venture capitalists on, you know, investing tens of millions into Sendoso too. So I think there's a lot of soft skills you learn as being an AE that can be applicable to being a founder CEO. Life is sales, Chris. It, yeah. it comes in into everything. Meeting yeah. with those investors... That, that's one of the most important sales you'll have your whole life, right? So all, exactly. all those things. And, you know, I'm picturing you, you talked about the bartender, you know, my favorite bartender, man, he's a good salesperson. Mm -hmm. and he goes in and everybody who comes in there, they think that he is, or that you are 
his favorite customer and yeah. um, he's living off tips for the most part. He better be really good at what he does and very personable. So, um, you know, these are all really good things. You know, I'm also thinking as we go through this, um, I, I've got to get you a copy of my book because I think for a lot of companies, that's the gift they want to send out, Chris. I, I'm yes. just, I'm just thinking outside the box here. Yeah, hundred percent. I think books are a great gift because uh, it actually provides you know, thought leadership, you're also, there's messaging along with that book that's helpful. And it's, you know, uh, so we, we see a lot of uh, companies that will actually, you know, their CEO or founder or some other executive might uh, write a book. And that's a, a nice touch point, something to send out that, um, you know, people enjoy reading, you know, books and uh, it's, a, it's a great way to get on someone's desk too. Yeah, no, it's fun. Um, when you listen to our podcast, my wife and I do an opening um, for each show as we're going into it. And right now, she's the person that boxes up um, our book and, and our gift and puts it all together and then gets it to the post office. So when she finds out there's a button that could be doing this in the future, she's going to be very <laughs> excited. So uh, well, I can't yeah. wait to hear her share that as, as we open your episode. Um, yeah. Chris, this has been, been a lot of fun. Uh, I look forward to hearing more about your company as it continues to grow. Um, and I'm expecting a pretty cool gift in the mail after this. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm getting, but I, I think it's <laughs> going to be an eye opener. Exactly. You know, thank you so much for having me. Um, and for any guests that want to connect and kind of uh, you know, happy to have conversations, you can uh, find me on LinkedIn and, and connect with me there or or even through email. My email is uh, Chris, K-R-I-S at Sendoso.com. So. Sure. Very good. Yep. And um, I definitely will have in the show notes the email so that people can reach out, especially okay. some individual sellers that may want to be involved in your, your beta test. Um, I'm connected with a number of sellers. So if you're looking for any people on that, shoot me a message and, and I can get you uh, with a couple sellers that would probably love to be part of that beta as, as they go through. Um, Chris, this has been a lot of fun and, and hopefully it won't be our last conversation. Hopefully we'll have more down the road. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate it. Yep. Take care. See ya. All right. Um... So, Tom, is this where we tell everybody about your new book? I think it is, Kelly. Um, Teach Me Sales is a 21-day roadmap to sales success. So if you want to be success in sales, the road to success is always under construction. Map out the best route for the help of a proven sales leader with over 30 years of experience. Tom shares his insights into how to succeed in sales. His 21-day roadmap will help you build the daily habits to not only find your path, but to take the steps necessary to excel and prosper along it. Each chapter is designed to encourage you to commit to that extra degree of effort to invest in yourself and your future along this rewarding and personal journey. So Kelly, do you think we should share some of the advanced praise for Teach Me Sales? I think we should. Like Jeffrey Gittimore, author of The Little Red Book of Selling, he said, you don't get great at sales in a day. You get great at sales day by day. Teach Me Sales is the daily formula that puts you on the path to a lifetime of selling success. Buy it, read it, implement it. And then David Cottrell, author of Monday Morning Leadership and Quit Drifting, Lift the Fog and Get Lucky, he said, Teach Me Sales is an engaging, entertaining, and enlightening book. Tom Bloomer shares his gift of storytelling, humor, habits, processes, and encouragement to guide you to become a complete, successful salesperson. 
Invest five minutes a day for 21 days and enjoy your sales and personal growth. You can do it. Thanks, Kel. We are so excited. I hope everyone that's interested enjoys the book. We have a link for the book in our show notes. We look to join you on your sales journey. So that's it. That's today's show. Okay, Boomer, teach me sales. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and follow. We hope you make us a part of your week. And don't forget to share with your friends and coworkers. Should we mention the website? Sure. The website, okboomerteachmesales.com. And where can they engage with us? LinkedIn at Thomas J. Bloomer. We hope to see you there.